You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. It's the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson. Marv, it's a whole new year. It's 2023. Happy 2023. Well, thank you. Happy 23 to you. Did you go out and celebrate? <laughs> no. <laughs> stayed home. Uh-huh. I stayed home. I actually do not like New Year's uh, celebrate. I mean, like, I would like to be with people that I love. Um, and I did that on New Year's Day. But I just get overwhelmed with all the crowds and like craziness of New Year's Eve. So I prefer to be home. Well, I was in Jude, bed you by out on the town? so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you beat me. I at least stayed up till midnight. <laughs> I can, oh, no, 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 no. I don't need to see another ball drop in my life. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many levels of that. Um, okay, well, we, I, I emailed you, I guess this was last week, and said, like, what is, what can we do as a forecast moving into 2023? And you brought up, um, the asteroid goddesses, which I was like, well, what does that have to do with 2023? So you and I were just talking about that. And as we move into this age of Aquarius, uh, there's a lot of energy moving into the feminine energy and feminine power. And I think we're all kind of being challenged to look at that dynamic within our culture, within our communities, within ourselves. And so you were going to help kind of guide us through what that even means. And then also just like these different um, energies that come with the different goddesses and even the psychological nature behind them. I thought that part was really fascinating. So where do you want to start? Well, also, why is this important? I guess would be a really good question. Well, that's a good starting place. It's important because as we transition uh, in the world as a humanity uh, and as individuals, um, we have to, as as we move into the age of Aquarius, I was just thinking about, you know, our podcast from last month uh, on all the dynamics that's going to play out in 23 
And it was a lot about the values. It's a lot about intuition. And of course, and it's, you know, Aquarius, the age of Aquarius is ruled by Uranus. And Uranus is the most spiritual energy in the zodiac because it's intuitive, it's progressive, it's logical, it's highly intellectual, it's um, it, it's it's where we get information that's not of this world, and so it's really important as uh, we individually. As I was talking about last month, we're moving into a much more individualism, independence, our own um, our own sense of values, which is I think is a big, big deal. So as we become more independent thinking, instead of all wrapped up in all uh, all different kinds of conspiracies, different kinds of um, all of the the stuff that's come at us over the last couple of years. This is part of the transition and change that is going to start taking place in the new paradigm as we move further away from that 2020 um, time period that we were all emptied. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we were emptied. We were enclosed. Mm -hmm. We were no longer together. And now we're trying to rebuild and remold and reshape our society. And so... When I started looking at that um, and uh, and evaluating how do we begin to understand that intellectual, intuitive, progressive nature within ourselves, and you know, I've I've it, it's really funny as an astrologer. Um, you know, you get, you got a lot of the pop astrologer out now in the in the pop culture, but astrology has so much depth to it that um, I just felt like that that was something that needs to be uh, brought up, and it certainly needs to become a greater uh, a greater part of my astrology. Yeah, and that is, you know, in, in typical astrology, we have the moon. And Venus, these are the only feminine ways uh, to explain the feminine side of the whole nature of who we are, because we're all masculine and feminine on an equal basis. There is no difference other than your physical expression as a woman, my physical expression as a man, but that doesn't take away the qualities of the masculine in you the feminine in me. That's all one. So I just felt like that this is this is a very unique time that um, we need to start looking at these feminine qualities and embracing them and taking them on from a, a, a much greater creative aspect and understanding about relationships mm -hmm. and understanding about one half of a whole cycle. This was so fascinating to me to read in your outline, um, basically just the the breakdown that you just said, because I think there is a very big example happening right now that happened last night in Monday Night Football that speaks to this completely. So last night during the game, um, one of the players was hit in the chest and 
got up after the tackle and then he fell down again and went into cardiac arrest. And we really don't know how he is other than he is alive. Um, but it was extremely traumatic. Like, I mean, I was watching the game actually, and it, to watch it on live TV was, it was like one of those moments that you're like, wait, is this actually happening? You see them run out onto the field. They're doing CPR. It was a bigger instance of injury than I've ever experienced watching a football game. And then you could see it on the players' faces, like grown men, masculine football players, you know, these big jocks out there were visibly shaken to a capacity that I have never experienced. They're sobbing, they're shaking. They were like on the field, kind of gathered around. They were doing CPR for quite some time. And so it was like kind of blacked out for like 10 minutes where they weren't really even knowing, like they weren't communicating to us as viewers what was happening. Anyway, they finally get him in the ambulance. They take him off the field. And as they do typically in football games, they were going to take a five-minute pause for the players to compose themselves and go back to the game. This was like a different circumstance, though. It was so much bigger. The players were like supposed to be warming up, yet they're sitting on the sidelines crying and Um, just sitting there like the football player for the Buffalo Bills is, I mean, the quarterback, sorry, is sitting on the bench. I've never seen someone looked like so stunned as he looked, he like could not even function. So all of that to say, they finally end up calling the game. Like the coaches kind of got together and they're like, wait, our players cannot go back on, on this field. Like at that point, we were kind of feeling like that guy was probably dead. And he's like some 24 year old football player. That is the the tragedy, you know, and hopefully he comes out, but he's still in the ICU in critical condition. But the point being the narrative switched from get back out there, power through these guys are here to hit each other and do all the things to the announcers being like, I hope the NFL can have enough empathy and compassion for these players to know that you need to cancel this game. And I was like, Oh my God, it's happening. Like, this is the moment our society needs. And I hate that it has to come with such a tragedy or, I mean, you know, something so catastrophic, but it's like, it did feel like a narrative change. It felt like as in like both sides were coming together, all of the fans, they said, I mean, I've read articles about it today, even were coming together. There was no bills and bingles. It was just like everyone rooting for this football player to live. And it's still that way. And I just thought that that is the perfect example of us leaning into the feminine energy instead of forcing ourselves into this masculine, you must play through the pain, you must keep going. And at what cost, you know, which is how I think that we've lived as a society for quite some time now. Yes. I mean, that's a beautiful uh, uh, experience and metaphor for what's kind of going on, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So in other words, we are becoming much more um, feminine focused um, as men. I mean, look at, look at the, I mean, back in the seventies, you never heard of men um, getting a divorce and keeping the kids or right. house husbands. That's happened within my time. Whoever heard yeah. of a man being a house husband? I mean, I mean, I'm sure I was denigrating him, a house husband. Right. <laughs> but I mean, you know, and now it's all coming together as we're becoming 
strong enough as a man to admit to our vulnerabilities, mm -hmm. which I think is what this is all about. You Completely. know, our caring, our uh, consideration, our compassion uh, is all part of uh, becoming um, the man. So, Sirius, uh, Apelis, Athene, Juno, and Vista. These, so these are, are the our mythological goddesses? goddesses. Okay. That represent the new voices of the dormant feminine that is now being activated, has been activated for a few years. And it's it's demanding the power, recognition, and justice and equality mm -hmm. society. I mean, just what we're experiencing now, I mean, Supreme Court and their decisions and all, taking rights away and from the feminine and all. I mean, this is um, this is part of the process. Okay. So we've got to. Um, it's still part of the fight to get equality with the masculine. We can't go back. Mm -mm. So we've got to move forward in a new way to start expressing ourselves and expressing the new aspects of that for, um, feminine expression. And it has an equally um, profound effect on men as well. So men are changing totally. to embrace I their feminine. I totally agree with that. And yeah. so when I tell somebody to come into their authentic self, what that really means is coming to your masculine and your feminine self. So we have to transition from how we experience the world being brought up to develop our personalities, our egos. We have to transition through the feminine to embrace our feminine qualities to now go out in the world in a much more whole much more authentic basis mm -hmm. that we use to bring form to our own personal expression reality in our life. And Uranus, that spiritual energy that takes us forward and moves all of society, moves us forward to a new spiritual paradigm and a spiritual wholeness. Well, in between that is Chiron. That's another asteroid that's a wounded healer, but that's a centaur. So that is the br two bridges that we um, experience uh, in, in our energy and that you can now interpret through the astrological um, map and help us to reflect on what we have been missing um, as individuals, as a uh, humanity for several thousands of years. Because we've just and, forgotten to, like, we've forgotten about these things or we just haven't focused on well, them? Well, when we moved into the Iron Age, that was moved into the gather unto me kind of stage mm -hmm. and moved out of the Golden Age where, you know, man 
the gods provided for man everything, all their needs. So when we moved into the Iron Age, we started moving into a reality base of our own choosing. And so that ma the masculine principle, since it was the physically stronger of the two, became the dominant energy, mm -hmm. became the dominant way to use power and energy and force. So when we look at uh, each one of these asteroids, uh, remember, these are asteroids um, that uh, are of profound uh, uh, principles of feminine powers and abilities that resides in all of us. So when we talk about Cirrus, this is a principle of unconditional love. This is how we have to develop the need to give and receive nurturance. I mean, just think of that pathology, how many people give and never get back and then become better because they're always giving and they're never getting mm -hmm. in equal proportion. Mm -hmm. So you see, this is a perfect masculine feminine balance, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So what we need, we give to others. What well, do we give to ourselves? What we need to feel whole, what we need to have to feel unconditional love and acceptance. So that has to be built in to who we are. Mm -hmm. That is just not, I mean, you know, you could have a strong mother or you could have a strong father figure, or you could be without a father figure or without a mother figure. Well, then that causes an imbalance in our own personality, doesn't it? That causes an imbalance in our self-image, our self-worth, our self-esteem. How are we to learn how to give emotional love and caring and nurturing if we haven't been mapped or patterned or conditioned to do so? Well, you go to therapy, Marv. That's what you do. Huh? <laughs> I said you go to therapy. That's like always my response. <laughs> well, that's that's exactly right. You have to go. To you got to go learn the tools. Yeah, you got to you got to go find the tools that you that you missed while you were developing. Yeah, who you are, yeah. your personality. So I I love the quote to enter into the figure of Cirrus means to be pursued, to be robbed, to be raped, to feel, fail to understand, to rage and grieve, and then get everything back and be born again. So Cirrus really is about rejuvenation and transformation of who we are as people. Do we do that multiple times in a lifetime? Because I feel like Absolutely. That. Like we go it's through. constant. Yeah. Every These time you go through a relationship, rebirth. don't you get your heart ripped out yeah. and feel, <laughs> feel all of these emotions and all of this? And as time goes forward, you grow, you expand, you become more self-aware, you become mm -hmm. more aware of your needs. Mm -hmm. This is all a part of it. This is part of being in a, the physical world. So the psychological themes is, is uh, one of the serious uh, pathologies is a pathology of loss, rejection, abandonment, grief, suffering, anger. And there's a whole mythology that goes along with this that 
would help you understand when I say this stuff, um, why it happens, why it occurs, but you know, it all, it, it occurs. Who amongst us has not felt rejected, right? Abandoned. How do we grieve? How does, how does this affect uh, suffering? I mean, I get clients that suffer for years and years and years. Anger. How do we handle our anger? How do we grow from our anger to to um, de-emphasize the energy? It's the attachment, attachment and aversion. Do we attempt to maintain soul control over children, possessions, creations? You know, helicopter parents. How about parents that smother and never let the child expand and grow and become their own people? See, so all of this is a pathology that has to be looked at and it can be looked at with this serious principle of giving and receiving nurturance and unconditional love. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code Velvet's Edge at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. So when you say a pathology, like it's, so I see what you're saying. These are all the notes of this one energy, but like, are you saying that when when we see these things coming up in our lives or we get in a relationship and something's being reflected back to us like one of these things like maybe you go through some abandonment or some grief are you saying then that like you lean into this energy of this goddess and get back to unconditional love ultimately like you look at that well, and 
I don't Give me know more that, with that it's get back to it, Kelly, because, or, I mean, you've had lifetimes and soul experiences that this is why you're here, to unravel some of the perception, perspective, and opinions, judgments mm-hmm. about who you are, who they are, what the world is, and your place in it. You see, so you've got to unravel by going through all these experiences. How do you come into an unconditional love? How do you give equally to yourself as much as you give to others? So it's the psychology that we're looking at that 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 creates the um, what you call pathology of your perception, perspectives, opinions, judgments, and experiences. And so in other words, all this is layers of an onion that ultimately have to be unraveled, stripped Mm -hmm. away Mm -hmm. by new experiences, by going through some of these struggles. So every struggle you go through, you're learning something and growing from something. So there's always a transformational process going on. So it's about a the themes of transformation in, in with Cirrus. It's about the death, rebirth, and renewal cycles. It isn't, you see, when we say death, how about if it's just the death of your of an old anger or an old suffering or an old self-esteem issue? Mm-hmm. And then you're reborn when you come up to a new perspective, a new philosophy that fits you. And so you're be it's growing you as a person, and that's Cirrus. So when I look at a chart, mm-hmm. I can look at Cirrus and find out how are you how are you processing this feminine aspect of coming into unconditional love and nurturance and growth and support and emotional stability. So that, okay, that's what I was asking. So when you look at a chart, I just didn't actually know what I was asking. (laughs) Like when you look at a chart, you can take this, what we're calling a goddess energy of Cirrus, for instance, and look at how that is. I mean, you did mine. And so you say like harmonious with sun and you kind of broke down the different aspects of how that energy works within my chart. Within your life. In my life. I'm trying to understand this. The chart is your life. Here, Marv. The what? The chart chart is your life. The map of your life. Okay. So when I'm when I read a chart, I'm not I'm not just reading a bunch of symbols. You put it together as a gestalt, and then I get to see where some of your uh, conflicts, disharmonies, where you give and don't get back, where you may create more of a principle of um, of uh, that's that's it makes you a little more authentically you comfortable with being authentically you, because that's what conflict is, isn't it? That's what life is about to bump up against life and it show you that your perspective, perception, judgments, opinions Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are in error. 
Oof, that I can understand because that sums up my last four years. You don't well, even. Sums up. I mean, a lot of people. All of our lives. Yeah, but like I think like you, it's specifically there was a part of somewhere in this outline you mentioned the like the death and the rebirth and then how that really is actually truly is bringing you. You just said it into your more authentic self. But I think sometimes, especially when we're so focused in the masculine energy, we're such drivers and so like go, go, go and pushing forward through every challenge and like not taking time to feel the feelings at all or whatever. But then it crashed. I mean, on a world level, as you mentioned, you just explained that in that football game, didn't you? Right. Okay. And Vesta is about the whole theme of whole relationships that we have with somebody that's a brother. Mm. They talked about that a lot last night. I'm having like Working together. It's a wholeness. And that is Aquarius. It is? Yes. That's consciousness. Yeah, like one of the broadcasters was trying to explain how – when you're on a football team, like you end up spending so much more of your time, even with your teammates, than you do your family during the season and like training and all that stuff. And so that was why he, he was just like, I mean, they're out there and like one of their men is down. It's like they witnessed him go down and it's the sense of brotherhood. And like that takes away, like football doesn't matter. Well, anymore. it was that. <laughs> and then see you're, you were recognizing how the masculine would typically Mm-hmm. you know, shake it off and then go out there and be masculine again. Mm-hmm. And now you can't shake it off because you start to feel, you start to get senses. Mm-hmm. You start, I mean, um, Sarah's rules hospice work. Mm-hmm. So it's all of this matrix of just feeling connected to everybody in such a way that what happens to one happens to us all. Yeah. They said that a lot last night too. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's feminine. But it That's makes putting sense. it all together. And also I think culturally though, because everyone, like if you got on social media, everyone's like, when is the NFL? Like when's the commissioner going to call this? Nobody wanted the game to go on because, mm-hmm. and now, and nowadays it's like, if they had pushed through with that game, like the NFL would have gotten canceled. Like everyone's getting canceled, you know, but like that commissioner for sure would get fired or something because that decision would have been so insensitive and just based off of this football schedule that seems so important until all of a sudden you're battling life and death. You know, like I I just wonder though, if a couple years ago, if they would have kept playing, but you just, things have changed and you don't but you see that's that's the beautiful part of this is i mean you know management changes authority changes mm-hmm. everybody we move as a collective and so yeah yes the players didn't want to go on that was apparent but neither did management because it just didn't I wouldn't have wanted to watch the fact that they were about to start it again was making me so sick at my stomach. I'm like, are we serious? Like we're going to sit and watch something that's supposed to be entertainment now like that. I don't know. Something about it. Yeah. So I think it was collectively. Everyone was like, no, call this. This does not. mm -mm. This does not need to go on. 
So now we come to Vesta, the okay. Vestal Virgins. Okay, I've heard of them. This is focus and commitment. This is the autonomous self-identity. So we've been constructing a personality with Cirrus. We've been constructing a self-worth, self-esteem, a person, a wholeness. Now we've got to get into that authentic nature of how we uh, 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 have a relationship within ourselves, the uh, the focus and commitment. So we deal with uh, personal sexual energy, uh, the sublimation and repression. We deal with issues of personal integration, work, devotion, commitment, sacrifice, alienation from personal relationships, a whole range of sexual complexes. You know, it, it's really interesting uh, when you, when we, whether it's metaphysical or astrological, spiritual, when you talk about sex, it's been really uh, over abused through society because all you think of is physical sex. Right. And so how, you know, that's a part of it, but it's only a part of it. Where does intimacy come in? Mm -hmm. That's just as sexual. Sex simply means two energies coming together. Whether it's you and a Cuisinart, whether it's you and your car, whether, no matter what it is, it's two energies coming together. Yeah. Now, do we have sexual struggles? Absolutely. They're personal. They're deep within inside of us. We all have a pathology around them. How we use our sexual energy mm -hmm. um, and how we express it. So, Vesta is a, is how how we are dedicated and how we aspire to achieve a goal. What is our path? How are we? Um, are, are there sacrifices that we need to make to attain that goal? Well, sacrifice kinds of lends itself into, do you have the emotional strength and stability to sacrifice to work towards your goal? The sexual themes, are you liberated sexually? Do you have sex outside of a committed relationship? How many fears and guilt and inadequacies, shame and judgments are involved in our sexuality? The frustration, alienation, denial and separation from personal relationships, intimate relationships. And so uh, the fears of intimacy and commitment, avoidance of marriage and children, so all of this is part of the, you have to build a sense of stability and sturdiness and, and self-image of who you are to take on some of these goals and commitments. Um, it's the principle of virginity. If you read the mythology of the Vestal Virgins, you'll find out they were spiritual women that 
uh, allowed into their sanctuary men that would just come in, have sex with them, and then leave. Now, there's something, there's a, there's a whole mythology around that, but then they would go back into their spiritual work. And so it's about uh, how do we think about having sex when we're unmarried? Are we self-contained? Are we self-reliant? Um, are we the purification of our inner strength, our self-discipline, our simplicity? So that is all encompassing on our stability of who we are, what we stand on, our confidence in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so it's the transmutation of that whole sexual energy coming together. It's a psychic development. When you talk about kundalini energy, raising that energy into a higher spiritual realm. I knew I, I was, I forgot the author, but <laughs> he had sex very sparingly. He was a writer. And when he felt like when he had sex, that, re that really took away all of his writing, um, um, his writing ability, so to speak. Yeah, like his creativity. And so he and told somebody he had sex last night, and he said that was at least two novels. Wow. <laughs> because it took away that creative energy. Mm -hmm. So how do we use the creativity and creative energy of sexuality? that sharing or mm -hmm. that vulnerability. So you see now this is how Vesta plays in to discovering the deep sense of our home, our home within ourselves. And so when, when you read it, you read how a person uses that energy. Where is your weakness? Where is your perspectives, perceptions, judgments about that energy that foundation that's going to show up in how you use that energy to grow to expand to be more authentically you to drop some of your opinions and judgments okay so that's vesta are you still searching for your perfect place to call home well now is the time to buy at fisher homes if you're looking to move in before the end of 2024 may could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end if you're hoping to move in even sooner fisher homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you where you can start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home we went from normal life healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or b-cell all the saint jude team came up to get cj via ambulance shortly after that i noticed a rainbow it meant that there was hope we were driving into hope to have hope is to have your child healthy and we have that because of saint jude you can help kids fight childhood cancer please become a saint jude partner in hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, 
you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So really, like, it's kind of challenging. I mean, the what I heard is it's challenging us to look at the sexual themes in our lives. And I think we all, I mean, I've talked about this with a friend the other day, like everyone has their own just kind of relationship with sex. A lot of it depends on how you grew up, especially if you grew up in a religious household of any kind, like there's all these different narratives and like programming things that we have to let go of as adults and kind of navigate and get to the place of understanding like what our truth is around sex. Um, but so much of that, and I've really identify with this in like my adult life, but so much of my relationship to sex is also tied to my relationship with myself. And I just heard a lot of that in, in the Vesta stuff, like, um, kind of like, even when you're talking about the creativity, like in women, like are in the feminine energy, like our sexual energy is our life force. It's like all of the stuff flows through that, the creativity and, and everything comes from that. So that makes total sense to me. But if you're out of alignment with your own self, none of that flow is going to happen anyway. So it's all connected. Yes. Okay. I think I understand. Yes, very much so. (laughs) Okay. So now let's go to the Juno principle of relatedness. Okay. Okay. Now you see we built the persona We've built the emotional security and foundation. Now we're moving out to take on a relationship. So this is the principle of relatedness. This is compatibility, receptivity to others, mutual sharing, trust, jealousy, possessiveness, power struggles. Mm -hmm. See, that's certainly uh, our feminine words. That's no longer the masculine going out here, divide and conquer. That's the feminine bringing in the relationship. So this is the um, this is the another again part of the experience and expressing our sexuality with another individual. Right. So it's the biological, the psychological, physical, erotic, emotional, social, and spiritual feelings and behaviors. Intimacy is way I like to look at it and the way I like to get people to understand sexuality uh, because intimacy is into me see. Right. How much are you going to allow someone in? It's <laughs> so scary. To what yeah. degree are yeah. you going to allow someone in? Right. Do you feel confident enough to share who you are in totality? Or is there, is it, you know, a little bit here and a little bit there? I don't want you to see it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a lack of being totally authentic and totally upfront, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So when we look at the Juno themes, we're looking at that self-expression within the context of relationship. We're looking how much freedom and equality do we give and get? from relationships 
the intimacy and the sharing? Do we have mutual trust and understanding? I mean, how many times is some one partner is cheated on another partner and then the other partner gets, you know, totally betrayed and hurt and all of that and come to find out, well, I treated, I cheated about 10 years ago. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I when you're, just like when you're in a betraying that. situation, who's, who's the real betrayer? You're betraying yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't betray humans. You betray you. That's commitment. So it's about the emotional attachment. It's about the possessiveness. You feel like you have to control the other person so you can stay secure. Or there's sexual power games. We say who holds the checkbook holds the holds uh, uh, is in control of the sex. So I mean, you know, there's games there. We have projection, reflection. Are we giving away power too much? Do we attempt to regain it by taking our power back? How do we do that? The identification through who you are through your partner or your children. You see, that's not the definition of you. And so the reflection of a relationship is the objectivity that I've talked about that you get by interacting intimately with someone, with another individual. Because you create all circumstances in your life, well, Juno is going to help you define where you have imbalances or where you are very balanced, where you can have great relationships, potentially, if you correct the way you use this energy or how you have this perspective, perception, and opinion. So it gives you the opportunity to grow into that oneness within yourself, that authentic in your, authentically who you are. So Juno rules um, uh, your, your soulmates. It rules marriages and alchemical union, spiritual relationships. So it's teaching you about how to become whole within yourself. And so when we look at Juno, we're looking at the energy of becoming oneness with ourselves. I'm, I forever tell people that, look, when you're looking for a relationship, you want to fall in love with the person that you can double your pleasures and divide your pains. Mm. That's a relationship. That's a soulmate that can be honest with integrity. You can grow from them. Now, that's what you're looking for in a soul matter relationship. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 
We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, again, it's like, I think we just, for me at least, you learn in relationships. Like, I could do all the work and and heal and, you know, go to therapy and all the things, and then you get in a relationship and so much new stuff comes up and you're like, whoa, <laughs> did not realize that was still there, whatever it was, you know? And um, I just think it's, it is, it's our best mirror to be in a relationship of ourselves and any part of ourselves that's not in this unhealed wounded parts or whatever it is, or even just a deeper learning of your own personality and getting to know yourself even better. Well, the principle of relationship is the ability to create new forms of relating. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you've heard the people that get a divorce and then marry four more times and it's the same person every time. Right. Well, you haven't created the new form of relatedness, have you? Right. Right. No, you didn't sense. grow from the relationship. Mm -hmm. You stayed status quo. Mm -hmm. That's Juno. So Juno shows you your relatedness principles, your okay. intimacy principles. Okay. So then we come to the last goddess is Pallas Athene. This is a principle of creative intelligence. Uh, it's how we face the issues of learning, creativity, the arts, politics, healing, alienation from relationships, competition, the fears of success. This is the ability to invent solutions to new problems in the outer world. How do we go out and make our way in the world? Mm -hmm. This is Payless Athene. And when you, I mean, do you do it like uh, just conquer everything in, that you want? Uh, do you uh, do it by trying to amass as much power so that you're not vulnerable? Do you do it in a masculine way of trying to dominate and control? So Palis Athene is about that creative intelligence uh, is the ability to invent solutions to new problems as a whole, as a, as a feminine. You see, the feminine is going to see things in a different light and perspective than the masculine. Mm-hmm. So this is where Palis Athene comes in. So you're thinking in unique and usual ways, unusual ways. That's Aquarius. That's Uranus. That's spiritual. You need the masculine and feminine sides of yourself to be in partnership, to be whole, so that you can bring in the intuition, the inspiration, so that you're now partnering with the unknown, the soul self, not the ego personality self. Mm -hmm. And so her psychological themes are social justice, artistic ability, healing power, political activism. 
I think, isn't that an interesting? I mean, we're all in this together. Nobody is disconnected. Confidence, courage. Do you have the confidence and courage to go out in the world with strength, with valor, kindness? It's androgyny. Palis Athene was neither male or female. Ooh, you just triggered some people, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> she could work with men equally on men's terms yeah. without being intimidated. I mean, you know, so often we've heard the expression, this is a man's world. Well, not anymore. That's changing. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're we're trying to identify that sexual imbalance and sexual identity. Stop denying the femininity uh, over identification with being a man or being a man. How many times have you seen a woman becoming more masculine, acting out like a man instead of embracing her feminine self? Yeah. Uh, this the father daughter complexes. Conflicts between love and creativity. This is a significator of the healing arts. Because, see, Palis Athene is intellectual. And so the healing arts of Palis Athene are mental self-healing techniques. Visualization, affirmations, meditations, mind control, guided imagery, hypnosis. Your favorite. <laughs> psychotherapies which integrate and balance whole patterns of the psyche now this is exactly what we've been talking about these are parts of the psyche these are parts of the psyche psychology psyche within each one of us and so we use gestalt therapy transactional analysis bioenergetic psychodrama and then there's energy currents we're all energy beings, energy bodies. So you got polarity therapy, acupuncture, homeopathy, microbiotics, cellular regeneration. These are all themes of palisathene and how we use that feminine intelligence to pull in that other universe, the spiritual mind. And then help heal these physical realms, the physical body, society. You know, one of my great teachers said that if we ever got, went out into outer space and looked down at the earth, man would be a cancer on the earth what with all mean? the stuff that he does. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, well, how we have pilfered and raped mother earth mm -hmm. nature this is all part of it and so the occult themes of palis theme is kundalini prophecy oracle magical will and of course that creative visualization so now you have your when you look at your asteroids the feminine goddesses you have actually built the whole person the individual person 
the emotional stable person, the person that relates to people, the per uh, individual, the person that relates to greater society as a whole, the connectedness, and all these the psychology and pathology that goes along with each one of those. So the feminine goddess will take us into and transform us as we move into a new system, a new society, a new humanity, a we society of mm -hmm. Aquarius. Mm -hmm. So each of us has a part of each goddess in us, and it's like comes up in different times of our life. Always or in our life. Just always. It's like no different the, whatever than the we're sun. working through. It's no different than the sun and Mercury and Venus and Mars. And mm -hmm. it's no different than all the rest of the solar system. Mm -hmm. It's all energy. But this is just a greater depth of energy. It has no greater power than any other power. Yeah. You get to use Martian energy, aggressive, assertive, independent energy the way you choose. You get to choose Juno and how you want to relate and how you don't want to share or be vulnerable. You get to choose how you use these energies. And of course, that's the um, that's the fantastic um, ability of astrology to see these energies and where you might be conflicted, where they well, might be yeah. out of balance. How come when you did mine, like you sent me my asteroid picture, why are there some that have like, like I have so much more of under Vesta and Juno. Does that mean those energies are stronger within my personality or is it more conflicted? That means that, well, if it's harmonious, it's more, it's more power that you can learn to grow. So in other words, Let's say if you see a harmonious um, uh, nature mm -hmm. and you haven't totally come into alignment, well, then you haven't totally allowed the feminine side of yourself to become gr a greater part of who you are. Oh, okay. Because so then there's Likewise, some... if you have a uh, energy that has a disharmony, or what if it says opportunity or stressful? An opportunity would be a different kind of relationship that you have with the energy. Okay. It's an opportunity. So an opportunity is something you can either take a hold of or you can let it pass. If you don't want to put the energy out, well, then it an opportunity can come and go. Okay. If you're in a great harmony or if you're in a huge talent if you come in very talented with using that energy well then that creates a different dynamic of your personality mm -hmm. it gives you a, a much greater opportunity what about when you're when it's stressful well when it's stressful obviously it's a conflict you have to you have to move towards what the resolution is. Okay. You have to you have to conceive a different perspective, perception, personality, per uh, opinion, and judgment. Mm 
Mm-hmm. See, this is how you were raised and grew up with a personality, with an ego. And so, obviously, if you're having a conflict with an energy that is on the basis, pure, you choose how you use the energy. And if you're using the energy in a stressful way, mm-hmm. well, you're going to recognize it. And you say, well, how do I, how do I better work with that? Okay. What, what belief or philosophy when, when, when you look at an illness, what belief do I have? What belief do I have to have to have this disease, this illness, this mm-hmm. conflict? What is the belief? See, your beliefs, perception, perspectives, and opinions are all what create your reality. And if they're in error, well, obviously, it's going to create a reality of conflict. And if they're in alignment, they're in harmony, it's obviously going to create a a reality of authenticity, oneness, Mm-hmm. Agape love, the greater the the greater manifestation of 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 a particular energy. So okay. it's your choice. So you broke down how all those energy works and all those energies work. Excuse me, and they're all a part of our chart. Marv did do a little breakdown for me of the way the different energies look in my chart and it is very, it's odd. I mean, obviously it's not odd, but it felt, I was like, Whoa, this just nailed it. It's like a summary of me. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Especially um, in relationships. Yeah, it is. And I thought it was pretty profound at your ability to have relationships, my dear. What do you mean? Did that surprise what you? I, what do you mean? What do I mean? <laughs> you read it. You know what I mean. I mean, you you have the capability to create a very beautiful relationships and partnerships in the world. Thank you. I take that to heart. I, I think that was in the in the it map is. That I, I mean, gave. it didn't it didn't say it so specifically, but yeah, I guess you're right. That is it. Yeah. Okay, so when you don't measure up to it, you got to ask yourself, what belief am I using not not to have that ability to measure up to it? Mm. So it's it's all a varying degrees. I mean, you can have you can be in harmony with something. You could have a special gift or talent in this life. How well are you using it? Right. I think How that well was could what you use it. Yeah. If you were a little more in alignment with your authentic you. That was what I took away from all the breakdown was like seeing the skill set that I think I know logically I have, but like I don't know that I utilize some of it or all of it or I forget about it. You know, you just don't think about it. And so, or you think everyone operates this way. And so to see it kind of broken down was this interesting like, Oh, right. That's specific to me. And how can I use that in a bigger capacity in my life and to serve others and all of the things? So anyway, if someone well, wanted go ahead. I I find the feminine goddess profound in when I do an interpretation. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Of course, when I talk to to men and I tell them to bring out their feminine, they they, they look at me like I got like, two heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think men are getting, they're coming around to this conversation a little more. I think the last one I talked to, I got done with him and I said, all right, give me a hug. Bring out some of your feminine. <laughs> so man to man. Uh, well if someone wanted to have you do their goddess asteroid picture can you give them your contact info so they can get in touch with you they can get to me at astromarv.com they can email me at marvin at astromarv.com perfect well i'll put that in the description of this podcast and take what you like leave the rest to everyone. Um, but I do think this was an interesting little new breakdown of the chart. I didn't even know this was a part of the things. So there you go. Well, that's why I wanted to bring it up because yeah. it's vitally important as we move into the future of this year and the rest of our life. Well, it it's can't part be of any new mis- paradigm. Yeah, the timing, it's no mistake. Like that football example literally happened last night. That was wild when I was reading this. I was like, okay, well, there it is. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right, Marvel. We'll talk to you next month. Thank you for being here with us to start off 2023. (laughs) My pleasure, dear. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson, where we believe everyone has a little velvet and a little edge. Subscribe for more conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. Search Velvet's Edge wherever you get your podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.